0: Welcome to the family with Holiday Hackmaster, Ralph DeVay Basham, M.D.,
1: Mike Brody, <laughs> Andy Brant-Bernard,
2: and Cassie Trader.
1: You're supposed to say special guest, Mike. <laughs> I'm the most special guest, Mike Brody. <laughs> there you He's go.
0: Excellent special
1: guest. Excellent special guest, excellent. guest right there. We'll be right back. Kick things Thank off with you. the family. And then Mike Rooney came in that afternoon and did the show. We're going to rock out right here. Here we go. Yeah.
2: Great
1: song. I know. It is a great time. Mike Brody in the studio. What do you got going, Mike?
3: Uh tomorrow I'm gonna to be at the House of Comedy headlining. Right. Uh yeah, Excellent. yeah. Excellent. And uh see I got a new YouTube channel. I started vlogging behind the scenes for comedy. I heard that. Yeah, so it's not it's not just like oh comedy set, it's like before and after and the stuff behind the scenes and you know, in the green room and stuff like that. It's been pretty fun. Not,
1: nobody's ever done that before, have they? I don't, don't I, don't I don't think. think so. I don't think
3: they I looked it up and I couldn't find any. There was one dude in France that did a little weird stuff, but it, <laughs> one so, dude in
2: France, the, the Fr-
3: French comedy
1: well, scene. And... I was going to say you found a French guy who's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I, was, oh, you know, I never said oh, that. Rude, but, oh,
0: the bell. Rels, I, can't believe, I can't believe it. You, <laughs> the are, are they receptive to this? It seems like some of those fellows are kind of. You're kind of nervous. I mean, it's really that's a hard job.
3: Well, most of the time it's people that I'm bringing, so they don't have a choice. Yeah, well, oh, there you I'm go. I'm like, oh, you <laughs> want to do this gig?
1: Of oh, course. <laughs> start dancing. I like it. Oh, start okay. dancing, baby.
3: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been pretty cool, and uh, I, you know, I've done huh. little like one nighter bar gigs, and then a, a week long, you know, a weekend club full week, and then I just did a corporate in Cleveland, and went down to do a crew. So it's like all this different stuff. Right. You know, right. that one I just got back from like last Sunday night. So you got it. you got back from where? <laughs> Uh, doing this to it me? was a Norwegian cruise that I was working in. And oh, really? Uh, yeah. It started in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and then went to let me see, Aruba, Curacao. I thought it was Caraco, but it's
1: Curacao. Curacao, yeah.
3: Uh, and then St. Lucia and St. Kitts, and then back to St. That's somewhere. awfully nice. Yeah, that's a great nice. trip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I got for me a tan.
1: You know. Yeah, it's pretty. You are pretty tan for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. That is. That's a fact. You're pretty damn tan for you. Now, how doing those cruise ships? Um, I've been on a cruise ship before, but there were there was no entertainment on the. Uh, we took a cruise to Cuba, mm-hmm. and there was no entertainment on there. So what's it like performing for, a, like, a captive audience? Is that fun?
3: It is fun because, you know, I don't know about the other cruises because I've only done Norwegian so far. Right. But they build a comedy club in there. It feels yeah, like a right. regular comedy. It's not, right. you know, the old myth is that you're in the corner by a salad bar and old blue-haired ladies are, nah, you know. But, no, it feels like a real comedy club. The only major difference is, you know, you're in the middle of the ocean to uh, you'll see them all week. It's the only time I've ever had a heckler. Oh, yeah,
1: that's true. It's the
3: only time I've ever had a heckler apologize to me three days later. Really? Yeah, because I saw him. He comes up, he goes, Hey, uh, I was pretty drunk the other night. I think I yelled at you. I'm sorry. That's never happened in my entire career. Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah. That's
3: very cool. He he got there, I got there. I wasn't even up for 20 seconds. He goes, When did the joke start? Like, he was just waiting to say that. You know, I I hadn't even finished Uh. my joke. And I just look, he was wasting, I go, I don't know,
1: probably when you sober up, so like in a week. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, well done. yeah,
1: about a week, yeah. seven, eight, nine days, something like that, you yeah. know, right in that ballpark in any game. Yeah, I've never understood the heckling uh, comedians, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they're a lot better at ad-libbing than you are. So we why would win. you do that? Yeah, Yeah, you're always going to win. Yeah, they're not going to
3: beat us. No!
1: I mean, why? yeah, that's a good idea, to heckle them. I mean, what you know, uh, I don't
3: want to encourage it at all, but like... Sometimes I don't mind it because I know it's fun to tear them down. Yeah. The, the worst kind of heckling is the people that you're hitting your punchline and they start yelling stuff, oh, I hate and then that. it just it derails the joke. Yep. That's what I really, really hate. But there's there's been this trend. One of the um, there's a comic out there that has these videos like comedian destroys heckler, and I feel like i've heard at his shows that people show up now to heckle him oh it, you know yeah. yeah and i think it encourages you know, other people to do it yeah. you know yep and so it's part of the job you got to be prepared to deal with it but you just you also don't want it but you got to be it's like a reality right you know right. it's like being a firefighter and having safety planned or whatever you know i'm not a firefighter i don't know what they do
1: they <laughs> fight fire if i wind back <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> that's all they do that's pretty much. That's everything. <laughs> well, tom farley was on the morning show this morning as a matter of fact chris yep. farley's older brother Tom's going to do a, a speech tomorrow night at Hazel and Betty Ford uh, for uh, first responders.
3: Wait, how many brothers does he have? I
1: about 15. I was saying, isn't there a Kevin Farley? Well, there's a Kevin Farley, there's a Tom Farley, there's okay. a there's another, Joel Farley. So he's sober? Or he's uh, just doing a speech at the... They're all sober now. Okay, they're all sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom and I kind of talked about it. They're like, so, does anybody in the uh, Farley family still drink? Well, no, but <laughs> but he was talking quite a bit about the fact that when, when Chris... You know, was hitting the wall pretty bad. The family came to him and said, "Hey, you know, you got to stop drinking, Chris. You're drinking way too much. No drugs, none of the rest of it." He said, "The whole time I'm telling this, i ha- I got a beer in my hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's real nice. Right, right. You should, you know, you should stop drinking." Right? <laughs> oh, okay. But Tom, yeah, Tom's a great guy. But oh, cool. That's a, that's a tough road to hoe, right there, man. All those brothers and cousins and all the rest of it. Nice Catholic Irish Catholic family in Madison, Wisconsin. That's where he grew up. Oh, that's right.
3: They did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. But yeah, Tom's a great guy. But he, yeah, he's he's doing the first responders uh, speech at Hazelden Betty Ford tomorrow night. So that'll be very cool. Right, I like that a lot.
3: Is he a comedian or just a public speaker?
1: I think I don't know if he does any comedy. I don't think so. Doesn't seem like it anyway.
3: I've never heard about his name like on the circuit or anything like that. But... No,
1: no. So I just, I just think he's, he's doing yeah. it uh, to try to help people get off the, get off the hooch, as my mother That's would great. say. Hey, you know, I heard our guy down the block's pretty bad on the hooch now. <laughs> I honestly but...
3: think Hazelden accounts for like a quarter of the arts in Minneapolis. You know, because people oh, come yeah. here and they stay.
1: Food, yeah. particularly. Yeah. Almost every great restaurant has a former booze hound from Hazelden. Yeah. From Hazelden. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is it's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of well, Andrew Zimmern, he came yeah. to town for that very several a yeah. lot of them.
3: I've known several people that have ended up staying here.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely cuz I could, you know, keep it close to them or whatever. Right. You ever done anything out at Hazelden? No. It's really a cool crowd because they're really appreciative and very, yeah. very happy.
3: January 13th also, so I'm tomorrow with the House of Comedy, but then uh, the next month I'm doing this thing called the Addicts Comedy Tour. It's on Monday, January 13th, and headliner uh, headliner's Andy Gold. So I'm headlining tomorrow, but this one is his tour, so I just kind of jumped on it. Okay. It's a sober comedy night thing and so me the three comics are all sober and uh it's the stuff that he goes around the country doing it so there's going to be a big audience for that for not a lot of liquor sales that night there's going to be a
1: lot of that though i think coming up in the future i really do think that's true that that people andy do you think people your generation have i looked at booze and kind of went yeah it's really not for me
4: Mm, i don't know i
3: think
1: a lot of people still drink enough they hit, they hit
3: the... I feel like this generation, the, the millennials, you know, uh, are really into, like, drugs. Yes. I think that the hippies were into drugs. And then oh, ge- yeah. Generation yeah. X, yeah, they did their cocaine and stuff like that. But, it, you know, it kind of leveled out. But this one's really into, like, Molly and, uh, uh, DFT, psychedelics. and all this stuff. Yes, a lot of psychedelics. Psycho- yeah. Oh,
1: that's a bad But Like, idea. as a
3: lifestyle, they're like, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know how that movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> not good. No. no. Yeah.
1: It's not going to be good. What's funny about that, and it, it's funny you bring that up because you know i was a teenager i was i had just become a teenager when all that stuff started back in the 60s and then I do remember the next generation of people were as preppy as hell yeah. in response to that whole thing.
3: Because it's a pendulum swing from their I, parents.
1: And that's what's going to happen in the next generation. They're going to go, yeah, really? Yeah. I, I'm wearing a suit and a tie. Yeah. What do you think? Of that?
3: I went to a battle of the jug bands at the Caboos once. A battle of the <laughs> yeah, jug yeah. bands? <laughs> and they had a buffet, breakfast Best buffet. job, baby. And so I went, and I saw OG hippies. Like These were not really? like 80s hippies. These were like Woodstock-era hippies that Ooh. were still doing it. They weren't the ones that went yuppies. These were they. The, they've never stopped. Stopped, yeah. And it is not good. No. No, <laughs>
0: no, no. Like, or no. like, oh, pretty.
3: They look like the cat in the hat got run over by a tractor and left oh, in a ditch man. and crawled out. Oh. And it's just, uh, not being judgy, but it's like, wow, that is, that's what I say. I know how that movie ends. It's like, yeah. there's I, one brain cell left amongst those people.
1: What was it, What were the big years of the wet t-shirt contest? What what, what years were those? It was
3: really big in the 90s, yeah. 90s. Especially with, like, Girls Gone Wild. And then they started getting busted for, like, not oh, carving people right. well enough. That's right.
1: And then I kind of put it into that. The reason I bring it up is because... <laughs> this hippie couples there and the guy's got the you know the long gray hair and you know because it he was 20 years past the deadline or whatever but he's all hippied up and all the rest of it and he's got this girlfriend who was it was just she was a bigger woman you know and she was all hippie too which kind of surprised me that they would be there because they were drunk and then she was going to be part of the wet t-shirt contest i guess but they kind of cut her from the, uh, they called her from the herd because before it starts, they go up on stage. And there's no mic or anything yet. So the guy yells out, here's your winner, and pulls her shirt up. They're like, oh, God. Oh, God. I'll Can you imagine be... today? That would be a lot of trouble. You know who <laughs> I was standing right next to because I was, you know, back in the day? Remember the, the actor James Darren? The guy started on the Time Tunnel. And oh, yeah. He was in... It might have been a TJ Hooker, and a really handsome young guy, a singer, and I will never forget. He looked at me like, "What the hell kind of town do you live in?" <laughs> it's like, "Don't blame it on me. I have nothing to do with it." But yeah, that whole deal is that's I don't know, man. But uh, so that I would, I'd see, I would like going to see a comedian on a cruise ship. Yeah, I would like that a lot. I think you know you're laughing have a, you go to the buffet yeah. and you have a little comedy and life is good the one
3: oh sorry the one they did for us it's it's different every every i've been on 4 you know, and I have some more coming up, but it's been, the schedule's been different every week, but this time they had a PG, sh- three a night, PG show, PG-13 show, our show. Okay. So, yeah. you know, you just got to have all the tools, you know, but, and people come to the ones, they bring their kids to the G1, mm-hmm. and, yeah, then, they, and yeah. then they expect Dirty for the 11 o'clock late one.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. So it's not really one thing or another, you know, but. did they, they make these servers at the buffets and, uh, and the dinner and all that stuff, shop, shop, stop showing pictures of their children and how they need money to help raise their children. Oh, that's it. That used to Happen on cruises oh, all wow. the time, man. Yeah, they don't do that now. It's really sad my kids don't have anything to eat. I'm like, oh, God, really? It's basically like,
3: yeah, you. There's a lot of people that want to work on those things, so, like, people stay yeah. in line. That, yeah, that, that, I can that see wouldn't that. fly now.
1: No, I imagine that's probably true. And you remember the little red boat, don't you? Vaguely. Do you remember vomiting from the horrible tornado? Remember the perfect storm? The yeah, three yeah, storms yeah. that came together? Yeah. Well, the southern one passed right over our cruise ship as it was headed north Ooh. holy christ mm-hmm. it was rocking and rolling so badly that i got a bloody nose from it, wow. from from just rocking back and forth my God, it was horrible.
3: And there's nothing you can do about it. Like, Nope. I, when I got on nope. one week, they were like, oh, good thing you're here now because they're like, a day and a half ago, we had 30-foot waves. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> well, that was about right, about yeah. the same story, Whoa. yeah. And it's like nothing you can do about Mother Nature. There's nothing you can do about it. You just ride it out, and that's yeah. just the way it goes. It's
3: just like being on an airplane. You don't panic unless you see the crew or staff panicking. panicking. <laughs> yeah, right. If, Which they're, they if did. they're yawning, you're like, okay, we're fine. But if they're shaking, you're like, uh-oh.
1: <laughs> but I will tell you this. Uh, when we did pull into port that morning, because it was overnight that it happened yeah we pull into port that morning i said no i'm just i'm just gonna go upstairs take a walk on deck had to walk kind of gingerly because all the piles of vomit that were up on the deck oh my god (laughs) i mean just everywhere
2: i what i hate though is when i go on cruises i don't get seasick on the boat yeah a couple days after i get seasick just walking because my do? body, yeah, like if you start, I'll, I'll walk down a hallway and I'm like, whoa. And I feel like I'm no, going like this. Good. And then I'm like,
3: <laughs> I don't get seasick at all. But if I go on a kid's ride backwards, I, it's the worst. <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> I don't no, understand.
1: No, you're right. I don't get it. <laughs> <If> I might
0: go <laughs> on a kid's ride backward after Wendy's or something yeah,
1: else.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I went on the gravitron once, eight times in a row as a kid. I think that. The gravitron. Oh, and I, then I went on one of those like you know the romantic uh, scary ride things by myself, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I threw up in it. I was in middle school. i th- I threw up in it, and I went out and told. I know there's probably not the. I don't know what they call them these days, but we call them carnies. Mm-hmm. And carnies, uh, yeah, I, I went and told the carny. I go. I threw up in there, and he goes.
1: You <laughs> didn't care. Yeah, those carnies. I'll hold man. hold it down. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing, having four brothers. Ah, That's great. I'm at the Minnesota, great Minnesota to get get together, the Minnesota State Fair. I get a call. Hey, uh, would you come on over to the uh, Midway? Uh, Your brother's over here. I'm like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. (laughs) Now you need to get over here. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Apparently my brother was walking down the Midway, and a guy came out and grabbed him. Uh-oh. To bring him to the ride.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He didn't grab him for long. Yeah. <laughs> How old was he? Who, my brother? Yeah. He was a teenager. Oh, okay. Beat the shit out of the guy. Too. I'm like, what are you doing? Why did he
2: grab him? I don't know. I have a no idea. A random guy just grabbed your brother? Well, it was
1: a carney. Oh. A carney grabbed him. Oh. to drag one. come on, there. come on the ride, come on. <laughs> like, Let go of me right That's now. That's weird. Yeah. I don't think they allow that anymore. No. And that guy didn't have any teeth to knock out anyway. (laughs) Luckily, he didn't do a lot of damage.
2: (laughs) Knocked out the one he he had. had. The one he
1: had left. It always looks so good in the movies, you know? Like, join
4: the carnival! (laughs) But yeah, it's really not not that
1: romantic. It's not what you're looking for. The bearded lady, end up marrying her. You know, it's... I
4: don't
1: know if I could marry a bearded woman. I don't think so. Those are all fake. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe not that one. I don't know. The original
2: bearded lady? Oh, well, in that
3: movie Lattie. Freaks, you ever see Freaks? Like, oh, I love that movie. They are
1: all real carnival workers, I one think. Of us, yeah. One of google us. One gobble. Google gobble, google gobble, gobble. One of us. I love that movie. Yeah. How about the half man guy? The guy was just like yeah. from the tits up. That was <laughs> <laughs> he,
3: could, he could fling himself around. <laughs> he
1: could. It he jumped amazing. up on a trailer in that movie. And yeah. Yeah. I think later on in life, that, uh, Jerry Springer got one of those guys on his show. The guy would just walk around in his yeah. hands the whole, the whole That's show. That's weird. Like, what are you doing? Well, how do you poop?
0: Uh you're you asking me Oh they, so <laughs> they when you when when a when a child's born that way they uh, adapt in remarkable ways mm-hmm. remarkable ways So they it? just
1: Kind of just drop a deuce right well, there. out of their also, guts oh, they, well, they get they learn how to. There's also Isn't different really?
3: things. There's a there's a local comic that uh, he uh, he's in a wheelchair and it appears that he doesn't have a lower half, but he does. He has legs. You just can't see him. Well, you can't and, see him. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's just the same way for. So they're everybody. not fully developed. You mean the yeah, legs are? Yeah. Oh, okay. So and I never asked him. Like, hey, how do you poop? You know. But I'm, I'm assuming just normally.
1: As we go to break for two quick seconds, Chris Eggert on the KQ Morning Show now on Wednesdays at 9 Mm o'clock. You know Chris Eggert, the uh, anchor over Channel 5? Uh, He's walking along with Chris O'Connor, one of our salespeople. And one of the other salespeople goes, Chris, why are you limping? Well, he's got an artificial leg. That might be why. (laughs) Why would you go up to someone and go, why are you limping? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. why do you have an eye patch on <laughs> like, hey, what? what's, what's under wrong? there Let me what's oh. we'll be right back more with mike brody right after this tom bernard here and with me is the ceo of north american banking company michael Bilski. tell me michael i was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years it's a long time for any business relationship is that common
0: not only 30 years but two generations
1: <laughs> Burl lives when he's not hitting on kids. <laughs> no, I didn't
2: Talk know about carnies.
1: I, I, I had heard that he liked the... <laughs> like the
2: boys?
1: Like the little boys or something. Don't that. ruin Rudolph for me. Rudolph the Red <laughs> Nose ring. Well, we have a caller, Phil,
2: who's got a carney story. Oh,
1: Phil! <laughs> Phil, were you the Carney that got in a fistfight with my brother?
4: Uh, no, not quite. I was the uh, guy who graduated from high school and went around... Um, various fairs and did the computer pictures you put them on t-shirts and posters and whatnot sure yeah yep so that was my paid vacation after high school and uh right before i went up to, to school in bemidji and of course at that point i'm wearing polo shirts and and bermuda shorts and tray torn tennis shoes and i'm the preppy but i'm doing carny work but the guy across from me is uh seriously in no t-shirt bib overalls and a jack daniels hat <laughs> <laughs> this girl walks up to me and to get her picture taken and to, uh, you know buy one of my posters and stuff and she says you're not really with these people are you and i was like what's your first clue <laughs> <laughs> did i have all my teeth well you're wearing a
2: shirt yeah you're wearing a shirt <laughs> yeah, on I, top of that
4: it. i was wearing actually a fairly nice shirt considering what everybody else is wearing so
1: I could see that, absolutely. But
4: that was my humor for the day for you. You're a good
1: man. Thanks, Phil. Yep. Have a good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good God, the, the fair. Mm. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I've never been to one of those sideshow deals. I'm uh, Not sideshow, but what do they call it? The, the traveling show. carnival or whatever? Yeah, they're probably pretty rare now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine they're.
0: It, in, yeah, in, it's, in, uh, it's my supposition that the thing that's taken <laughs> in that place has have been actors like who are these horrific not horrific stories, but these people that have social problems continually on social media and things like that. Sure. Michael Jackson was he to a certain extent was sort of the sideshow. He became yeah. the sideshow.
3: Well, whenever they have them in a movie, it's always in like the early 1900s in some small town where they can't even—they hardly leave, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, oh, the, the world. Pay you
2: know? ten cents to go see the, the bearded lady. Yeah, it's
1: very, very <laughs> true. Nicole. I uh, never went to a freak show in my life. I just saw nothing, no upside. It's like, why do I want to go be depressed? Mm-hmm. You know, seeing, and they were called oddities after a while. And then they didn't like that name either. But there were freak shows of people that supposedly like the alligator woman and the bearded lady and the blah blah blah. They had the world's smallest man. No. <laughs> and he was about—if he was two feet tall, I'd be shocked. He was not very big. And we walked through. He, I mean, he was African American guy, but less than—he was less than two feet tall, right? So apparently, I didn't go through, but all my friends went through. And so the smallest man in the world is smoking a cigarette. (laughs) I'm not making this up. It's true. Now, this is at the Minnesota State Fair probably 50 years ago. Probably 50 years ago, right? So the smallest man in the world is smoking a cigarette like this. And my friend Greg says, you know, smoking will stunt your growth. And he goes, fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) Right have awesome. been at Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> it's like, really?
4: Smoky okay.
1: <laughs> oh. little stunt Smoky mm. My friends, I'm surprised yeah. we all lived. I've got to be honest <laughs> with you. bunch of smart asses. Oh, wow.
2: oh, that's awesome. Oh,
1: God, the guy... And the guy had a, an afro, I guess, like <laughs> the size of a basketball. It was like, you're 18 inches tall and your hair is bigger than you are. <laughs> what causes that, Ralph? He'll be born to be that tiny.
0: Well, some people... Well, the... Genetic dwarfs, you know, they they have serious joint and bone growth problems. So, oh, okay. So the little people typically have, have those kind of things. So, yeah, they they, they just have terrible orthopedic problems. They have a hard time getting around sometimes. Um, well, it's like uh, Vern Troyer. He he was in a, last time I saw him, he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, he uh, was. He just he just couldn't get couldn't get around. Mean? So, uh, but someone who is just in all proportions the same, you know, that yeah. can be a genetic thing. But I I don't know that's a fault. It could just it's just a. just the fluke. way it is, it's just right? a fluke, like it's a tiny, fluke, yeah. tiny Tim. Yeah. In the uh, Ring brothers, he was the same way. He's all the proportions are. He just was a small, small person. Yeah. And I think anybody. And that's a, They refer to the, that, that person as a midget. The technic, that's the term for that. As a midget He's a midget, who, yeah. because everything is proportionately small as opposed to a dwarf for dwarfism, which is really a, a, a medical condition and, and
1: birth defect. So why is midget an insult? Because it's not really. Because it's inaccurate, right? If it's, it's if inaccurate. that yeah, the, right. if the proportion yeah, of persons yeah, right. a midget, and, then, and, a, then what it, we think right. of
3: as a midget is a dwarf. Yeah.
0: Then you're yeah, just that's getting true. the term wrong. Right. Yeah. And you're, yeah. not, you're maybe de- you know, demeaning their really medical condition or you're tri- trivializes their medical condition. So I can see
1: it. I suppose, yeah. You don't want to be picking on people anyway. What the hell? What are you going to do? Mike has a nice package for the (laughs) listener. Not that package. (laughs) Where's this going? (laughs) (laughs) Mike (laughs) has a nice (laughs) offering for the (laughs) listener. (laughs) I can't (laughs) say offering either.
2: Well, it's the way you said it. (laughs)
1: You know, your package, Mike, I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard. (laughs) Great, thanks.
3: So you know, this time of year, a lot of companies like to have company parties, and not every business has the budget to come out and like sure. spend a ton of money. So I decided for the thing tomorrow, I have a code where for four people or more, you get half off. So if people want to bring their company parties, you don't have to be a company party, but it's kind of Turn aimed at that. Right? So it's uh, uh, Brody H O C B R O D Y H O C. If you go on the on uh, dot net and buy your tickets and put in Brody H O C, it's fifty uh, percent off four more tickets
1: and if you've not been there it's a great room anyway yeah it's a really good room and there's a few things to do out at the out at the mall of america in case you want to go before or after the show you you can find stuff to do out there
3: i want to go to that new vr place i can't remember what it's called it's got some virtual reality yeah it's got it's got a uh it's like the vault or something like that something like that something dramatic but uh i my brother in law my sister-in-law have uh in their basement they have like a a VR den—I don't know what else to call it—but uh, I, pl- I, I, my wife—I haven't drank in almost eight years. But uh, my wife, when I was playing this game, she's, like, she's like, "You got the crazy eyes!" Like I got, like, <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> they had to tell me to leave. It was like so addicting. <laughs> yeah. it's this archery game—you feel—it feels just as real as being in this room. Really? It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, he was playing poker for a while, and he told me he forgot that he wasn't. Just a part of the game because the people at the table that you dress a certain way and they move like they all their stuff they blink and their arms Mm -hmm. move and it's not so really yeah so like it feels like right here and you're playing for six hours and then you take it off and you're like oh wait I'm in a different room.
2: Oh that's oh my be god! Weird for your yeah. brain. It's, there's
3: going to be issues when this even gets more. Because yeah. right now it's still kind of rudimentary. It's it's great, but yeah. like, in five years, going to be like, what's this garbage from five years ago? People are going to get like lost in it.
2: Well, I was talking yeah. to Dave about virtual reality, and I I think that might be the future. Of comic books, because I was like, that would be so cool mm. if if you're a nerd and into comic books. That'd be because so, there's such this uh, back. You know, people don't yeah. buy comics like they used to, and I thought it'd be movies. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be cool yeah. though? If you could buy uh, do a virtual reality comic book and be like in the comic book with the characters, but have everything be still, but like you're yeah. in the book. I, I think know you'll that. ever grow up. No.
1: <laughs> no. No. I, no, I, I, I married won't. Dave. What are
2: you talking well, about? Well, that's true. You got no He's shot. He's like a big kid.
1: He is.
0: Andy <laughs> and I were talking before uh, before the podcast uh, about virtual reality and that sort of thing, and, and it's my understanding medically that. If you do virtual, and this is, these are studies from the government who have been doing it for decades with regards to training and training exercises, is that if you're in a virtuality environment, you can be impaired, like chemicals, for 24 to 48 hours operating machinery and doing things like that. So you had to be really? very care- yeah, so really? be very well, careful about that. Uh,
3: the game that I got addicted to was an archery game and how you moved around was there would be these you look around there's be little little cylinders of light and you'd click a button yeah. in that direction and you, you would end up there. So that was really great. But then I did one where you you just run, you push forward and you run and I got really sick. That kind of
4: thing makes people sick a lot when yeah. you actually move around in the game as opposed to teleporting. Yeah, and so that's that a big ooh. thing they
3: have to figure out. The whole day I was off. After the running yeah, around. That, and that's, <laughs> really? those are
0: real risks. With that, and no one really I completely understands it because it's so very new. And you, it, you're having this huge mass of people starting to enjoy that medium. And somewhere along, well, it's just like the 3D glasses at movies. There's a handful of people that get sick, just watch, do one of those. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, what I, a world.
1: What a world. Ruin yeah.
0: it for everybody, doctor.
3: So go to virtual reality, get sick, and then Brody yeah. HOC, Brody HOC, come to my show baby. throw
1: up. Four people projectile vomiting at the same time—that'd be wonderful. Well, That's, hey, I'm going
3: to put yeah. that in my bio. What is Mike Brody's comedy like? We can
2: do virtual reality yeah. comic shows where you can do it at home. That's called
3: live. No, but then they, yeah. then
2: that way, and then people put on, and then they have that feel that they're in the comedy club. They can hear glasses clinking, they can hear the other people laughing. I think like,
3: that would be the end of comedy for us, though, because then they, yeah, so? probably would. they would just—they would just click on old videos of Richard Pryor.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. The virtual reality Richard Pryor, I'd well, go see that.
3: Well, as Tupac was a hologram, right? Yeah, yeah. And
2: that was so weird. Prince,
3: no, no, Prince, they didn't. No. They did. A, they wanted to do it, but they they an want illusion them. of him. Yeah, they did, right? But uh, oh, Roy Orbison has a hologram. I think Buddy Holly does. Well, they, well, they really... did that
2: one of Michael Jackson. They've done one of uh, Elvis. I think that. I don't think I would
0: go to see that. It's really weird. Hey man, how you doing, man? Yeah, which Elvis? Oh. Skinny? Fat, it have to
4: be skinny,
2: was, skinny, fat, or 60, bloated. It was this uh, the special the NBC special. Yeah, that's special. the that's the
3: best
0: of both worlds. It's like oh, middle it's a career, outfit. the yeah. sixty
3: nine. Believe because all the all the Elvis impersonators are fat because they're fat Elvis <laughs> yeah. because that's, that's the best they can that's do. True,
0: right? That's, you know how hard point. it is
3: to be Sun Records Elvis. You uh-huh. know, like, oh god, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But like everybody's like everybody's uh, Aloha from Hawaii yeah. era <laughs> Elvis in the jumpsuit. Yeah,
1: yeah, my favorite. My favorite Elvis story of all time, a friend named Steve Hatley. And it's a little, a bit, a bit ironic and quite sad, actually, uh, because my friend Steve was killed in a motorcycle accident. Uh, he was only about, God, I think he might not even been 30, but he got killed in a motorcycle accident. The reason I bring that up is because he's at WHBQ in Memphis. He's mm-hmm. working there doing radio. WHBQ, you know, I don't know how they do it. They've always been a big station in Memphis, Tennessee. So he gets off the air, and he walks outside, and here comes Elvis Presley on a motorcycle. He thought, because he had just taken the job, so he's like, oh, okay, my first week, Elvis Presley comes in on a motorcycle, right? Mm -hmm. And as he pulls up, he gets off, and he looks over and goes, how you doing, man? Like that. My friend says, God, beautiful motorcycle. And Elvis goes, you can have it. Oh, wow. Really? He gave him the keys to his motorcycle. He I thought you going to say it was an Impressionist. It was no, actually Elvis. It was actually Elvis, and he gave him his motorcycle. Wow. Wow. I guess he did that a lot, though. He would give his cars Brand to new people. Brandon yeah. Cadillac. yeah. He would give them away to people. I read the, I've read several books
3: about Elvis and the favorite my favorite story about it cuz he liked the attention. I mean, there's probably been nobody as famous as Elvis. I mean, no, it's, I wasn't, it's a, yeah. there's a on one hand maybe you know. Anyway, he I think this is later in the mid 70s, he got deputized by the Denver police, you know, he's he he an did. official. Yeah. And he went out in his out his uniform, he went out to eat with them and it was the first time that he could remember that nobody recognized him. He was eating at a table and nobody even knew really? it was Elvis. And so he didn't feel comfortable with that. So he walked, this is what I read in the book, he walked to the bathroom, past his table of ladies, and then came out and walked back to the table, nobody recognized So then he walked back to the bathroom, and then he walked back to the table, then he walked back to the bathroom, and then he's walking back, finally, after like the fourth time, and one of the ladies goes, could it be him? And then he turns the table and he goes... Could it be who?
4: And then they all go. Oh. <laughs> could it be who?
3: Yeah, baby? and then they go nuts. And then he was
1: happy, and he could sit down, and he could eat. Yeah, he needed huh. a lot of attention. Oh, no, he needed adulation. That's it. sweet. That's a little sweet. adulation, no question about it. But uh, yeah, he what a character that man was. Oh yeah, man, Elvis Presley. You know, they used to have to shut down the amusement park so he could go on the rides. Because if he just went to the amusement park, they, they, they'd get you know mobbed. So they'd shut it down, and he'd go on like rides <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning. You know who's doing something like that today? So I travel, you know. I was just
3: at, for the cruise, but my wife and I travel. We were in Iceland, and there's this place, and I can't pronounce it. It's too many consonants. It's just. Is it David for, for, Layvid? For, 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 for. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's like literally impossible. I couldn't even spell it if I tried. But it's gorgeous. It's just the most beautiful place. We went there. I was like my favorite place on earth. Now you can't go back because Justin Bieber filmed a video there, and it, oh, and it, it got yeah. overrun by people, and it's damaging. It's like you know that those the grass takes a hundred years to grow. So like if people don't stay on the on the designated path. Oh, so they yeah. had to shut it down. And then I was just in Puerto Rico. And and San Juan. And then there's, like, this really weird section. It's, like, the, you know, they're, like, kind of ghetto. And it's just, like, right there. You can be like, it, you can see the boundaries of it. It's just so, it's, like.
1: Oh, really? And, but
3: it's their own little neighborhood. And then Justin Bieber filmed a video there. <laughs> and now it's becoming, like, there's, they're going to put, like, Starbucks in it and stuff. because So it's, like, ruining that neighborhood, for them at oh, least. God. You know, but, like, he's just going around the world changing neighborhoods with oh, his yeah. videos. Oh, yeah. Because people, whatever, wherever he goes, people just follow him.
1: And they start doing that, I guess. I don't know. I don't know any of his songs. His name came up this morning. I don't either. I have no idea what the hell he does. But his name came up this morning because that Billionaire's Row, that woman, they broke into her house, $120 million house or something, and stole $66 million in jewelry. Hmm. And it's a place called Billionaire's Row. I think it's called Bachelor's Row or something like that. But they call it Billionaire's Row now. And more than half of the houses are just sitting there decaying. Yeah. They moved out because taxes got so high. They just gave the they yeah. d- abandoned the houses.
3: Well, do you ever walk around like Lake Harriet or uh, Lake of yeah. the Isles? And do you ever see those houses with lights on? You know, you walk around, yeah. and half of them are just sitting there.
1: They are just sitting there. You're absolutely right. It's weird, and I think it's all it has to do with taxes. Uh, the taxes on what is it? What is his name? Leighton Layton Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch's kid, who just bought the Beverly Hillbillies mansion, 150 million. <laughs> Dang. Bought the Beverly, man- uh, Beverly Hillbillies' mansion for $150 million. His property taxes are $3.5 a, a year. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. $3.5 a, a year for property tax. Does he get 10, a rebate? 000- 10000 bucks a day. And by the way, the Beverly Hillbillies' mansion is in Bel Air. <laughs> so, that was a nice touch. Apparently it's right next door to Ronald Reagan's house. If you know where oh, that we, is, yeah. no,
0: no, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. One hundred and fifty million.
1: Bellars. It first was on the market for three hundred and fifty million, but nobody bought it.
0: Right. I wonder why. Yeah,
1: three hundred fifty million. Let's see who should we get to buy it. Oh, we got to take a break. Be right back. Got another segment with Mike Brody coming up right after this. Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for thirty-six months. 763-333-7337. I can't get my voice that high. I've I tried. love the
3: Beach Boys, but I hate this song because everybody knows Christmas comes each time this year. Like,
1: each time what? this year.
3: Yeah, I thought it came in May, yeah, Brian thought, Wilson.
1: What about uh, May Christmas? Uh, Mike loved was just on about... A month ago. Nicest guy. Yeah, he's on the show a couple times a year. Just a hell of a nice guy. Kevin Love's uncle. Yeah, that's exactly right. He brings that up every time he's on, as a matter of fact, because he knew he used to play for the Timberwolves. Has he said anything about what he thought, like,
3: any, like, oh, I hated the Timberwolves, or, you know, anything No, 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 no.
1: He just, you know, he does talk a lot about playing with LeBron James and all that. Oh, yeah. You know. But uh, Kevin Love's a pretty damn good player. He is, he's, should get traded. There's no, yeah.
3: He doesn't need to be on the Cavs right now. They just no, need to bottom
1: out. They, you're absolutely right. I remember I got a call from Nick Swartzen one night. He said, I'm down at the uh, – it used to be called the Chambers Hotel. It's like La Meridian now, I think, okay. right there. I think it's on 10th and Hennepin. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I got a call uh, from Swartzen. Hey, come on down, man. Let's grab some dinner or whatever. So I go down there, and as I'm walking toward the front door, it's – snowing like a bastard outside right and i look and here comes kevin love down the sidewalk he slipped and went about 10 feet in the air somebody that big slipping on the ice i've never seen anything like it man i mean it was like a cruise ship (laughs) crash so obviously he was okay because you would have heard about that yeah he he, he landed on his back (laughs) i will never honestly he went way up in the air though it was really weird
2: was it like in slow motion because he's so? It tall? Kinda, yeah,
1: kind of looked like it was in slow motion. Imagine the Tim lawsuit! Oh Jesus, can you even imagine? <laughs> can you even imagine what the deal is there? But uh, yeah, Kevin Love—he's a hell of a player. Yes, I didn't—I never met him. I do not don't know anything about him he, at all. I,
3: I think he needs to get fat again.
1: Like, yeah, he, he
3: wasn't fat for a normal person, but fat for an NBA player. Yeah, you know? but he—he yeah. he could throw himself around. He got all skinny for LeBron, and yeah. He can get like 18 rebounds a game if he's fat, Kevin. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) No, that is
1: fat. Kevin get a lot more rebounds. You're absolutely right about that. How's the NBA doing now?
3: Uh, I mean, my team's not killing it.
1: <laughs> there, it's never going to happen because, you know, Glenn Taylor spends the damn money. He does everything he's supposed to do, as far as I can see. Maybe I'm wrong because you're a bigger fan than I am.
3: I think, he, I think he does now. I don't think he always, like, hiring David Kahn was not great. Yeah, right. Uh, that guy was, I mean, I could have done it. I, I literally could have done a better
1: job. Yeah, but you know all about best.
3: But, well, but the guys they have now, you got to give them time. They're making smart moves. They're at least smart. It's the first time we've had a mm-hmm. really, really smart front office, like modern. Yeah. Um, so I think there's some moves left to make because we're obviously. Obviously missing a yeah. piece or seven. But how's the
1: kid doing as a head coach? It's hard to tell. Yeah.
3: I, I think he he there's some rotation issues where you're like, yeah. Why is this yeah. guy still yeah. in? But he's still pretty new and he's surrounded by it's like it's almost like football coaches where they have like specialty coaches all around him. Yeah. As opposed to I'm sure Greg Popovich just knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and everything. So it's again it's just wait. But I've been The thing is like I'm I, if it was in a vacuum would be like, Oh, let's just wait, we'll wait, but like I've been waiting for since I had hair. You know, for the Timberwolves.
1: <laughs> yeah, he good. And, well, Pooh Richardson, baby. Yeah. What does that tell you? How long ago <sighs> that was? I guess my picture. I took a picture with Sid, and they they put it up on the wall. It's like lo, bigger than life Sid size. Sidney Lowe. But apparently, they they covered it up now. Really? So I don't know, it's because of me or because of Sid. But it was one of the two. Which, of us which that Sid them is this? Sidney Lowe. No, no, Sid Hartman.
3: Oh, 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 right, right, right. I was thinking yeah. of like old Pooh Richardson. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Sid Lowe, God, I haven't thought about him in a long time. Yeah. But, yeah, I I, I grew up a Celtics fan because we didn't have an NBA team here then, and Kevin but, McHale.
3: That's my other team. I, you kind of have to – I mean, the Timberwolves, as sad as it is, they're my number one far and away. But come May, you got to pick another team that you you're going to watch. Yeah. So yeah, like, because absolutely. of the Garnett connection, I like the Celtics, but – uh, and I grew up watching the Bulls because in Iowa, where I grew up, we didn't have, like we couldn't get, I was two hours south and we couldn't get Timberwolves games because it was, just, yeah. we shouldn't have yeah. But everybody had WGN and he had TBS. Yeah. And so I would watch, I started watching in 91. I watched all of Jordan's Prime, so it
1: was an easy Ooh. choice. Yeah, that wasn't hard to do. No,
3: it was either that or the, Celt, or not the Celtics, the Dominique Wilkins,
1: Hawks. Oh, the Hawks, the Atlanta CBS, Hawks, yeah. yeah. yep.
3: That wasn't as fun.
1: No, that world. was not as fun. I, a big heartbreaker for me was, uh, because I was a huge Celtics fan, and I was, It was because of Kevin McHale. I first watched him in the first place. And then Kevin McHale won I don't know how many NBA titles they won in the Celtics at that time.
3: They won three.
1: Three? Yeah. And then, they, then he came to town, and I met him and I had a little dinner with him one night, and he and I did not get along at all. Really? I mean, we almost got in a fist fight. Really? That have been. It was. You would have really probably close. lost that one. No.
3: Really? He's no. like. Isn't he like seven feet tall?
1: Yeah, but he's lanky. Okay. Guys, <laughs> guys that big cannot throw a punch for shit. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's like.
3: What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he kind of reminds me of one of those things that you you push on the button and they go.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> he's a big fellow though, man. I loved watching him yeah. play though, man. I loved watching. One watching of the best Kevin post McHale. players of all time. Of all time, didn't know that. And then you throw in Larry Bird, it's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't an
3: attractive team.
1: Robert Dennis Parrish. Johnson, Robert. Yeah, Parrish that's and true. Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson. You got Larry Bird, Bill Walton, Bill Walton. God, Bill. I just saw him. He's still as goofy as ever. Is he? He's oh God, a,
3: he was a big hippie.
1: Who's, oh God, yeah. Who was the one that was telling us the story about? It? He's walking down the beach in Los Angeles, and there's this like. He said, "There's like this ten foot tall guy and his dick was hanging out."
4: <laughs> it was Walton.
1: Oh wow! He's nude, nude sunbathing on a beach in L.A. It's like Bill. What the? What are you doing? Wow! But yeah, apparently it uh, was quite the package. But in any case, <laughs> uh,
3: tomorrow's are going to suck forever. But eventually,
1: the, mathematically, it has to happen sooner or later. Not, or they will just move
3: us to Seattle.
1: No, well, that will never happen because well, nobody they don't want to play here.
3: People, people complain that it's, the seats are empty, but like you got to give us something to cheer
1: for. That's exactly right. But, again, they can't get any really, really good players to come here. They no. did for a short time, you know, obviously. Uh, well, look at Milwaukee. How, yeah. How
3: much warmer? It's got to be roughly the same, Milwaukee. Yeah, roughly. It's closer yeah. to Chicago, so they have that. Yeah. But they got Giannis. Well, the thing, they have to strike gold in the draft, and Giannis was 15.
1: Well, Lou L. Cinder was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks, man. Yeah, he left. And that didn't take very long. <laughs> they got a championship, though. Yeah, they did. Absolutely, they did. As a matter of fact, I gave, uh, and I can't remember who gave it to me, but but somebody gave me one of uh, Lou Alcindor, who then became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's wristband yeah. from a game in, I don't remember which NBA championship it was, but it was given to me. I gave it to my younger brother. Never saw it again. Uh, right. He didn't give a rat's ass. I'm like, well,
3: come on, uh-huh. man. Oh, I lo- Listen, I don't understand it. People won't play here, but like, I would play in a jar of peanut butter in Antarctica for a fraction
1: of what those guys make. They make a little money. Yeah. How about these baseball players now? Nine years for $325 million? Are you kidding me? It's a
3: long contract.
1: Nine yeah. years at 32 and a half. Well, it's more. It's, it's like, what, 34 million a year? Something like that, isn't it? Or maybe See, it's 35 I, million. I don't know.
3: That's a lot of money, but I almost wish the NBA had that because if we could just lock somebody in,
1: yeah, four, four
3: or five years is not enough. You're like, it's constantly looking no, over right. your shoulder, like, okay, they're going to leave.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. But I tell you, watching it in person is amazing. That you you can't really see the talent on TV. You can in football, you can in baseball, but not in basketball or hockey. I don't think.
3: Well, people always. Wiggins has been having a better year this year. He's finally you know, and I've always been supportive of him. Uh, But I probably because I saw him. I think it was his second year, maybe his third. He dunked. It was before Thibodeau got here. He I was I had second row seats on the same side of the court. I saw him dunk over Gobert. And it was like, you just see it that as you know, almost like as close as, twice as far as the wall is, you know. Like, it was insane. It was the most miraculous thing I've ever seen in my life. So people are like, oh, he sucks. I'm like, are you insane?
2: Did you ever
1: ever tell you a story that guy told me about uh, Will Chamberlain in high school? No. Oh, God, one of the greatest stories of all time. Did he grow up in Philadelphia? I think he did. Doesn't matter. I don't remember. Doesn't matter, whatever. But my friend, we were talking about, he played in the NBA for a while, right? And, uh, I said, what was the toughest game you ever had? He goes, oh, it was in high school. said, the high school was the toughest game you ever played? Played center for his high school team. And apparently, uh, Will Chamberlain came in to play him. And Will Chamberlain's girlfriend, you know, the old old gyms in the old days, would have a running track around, you know, like a – Wilt apparently handed his jacket to his girlfriend up in the right. He goes, Oh my god, this is not gonna be pretty, man.
3: When people talk about that is the same. People talk about players not being able to translate today. Wilt Chamberlain could. He was an athletic freak.
1: Oh God, yes. 100, 100 points for first hundred point scorer, I believe. Only. Oh, still only? Oh, I yeah. thought somebody else did it
3: now. No, no, and in, in, and uh, in, in, in this day and age, people are scoring a ton more. Like, yeah, right yeah. now, but I, yep. people like the, the sixty is the new fifty. You know, when people used to score fifty, it was like holy cow. Now it's like it happens like fifteen times a year. Right, right. But still, nobody's. I think Kobe Bryant got eighty one, and that was God, that was five really? years ago, and he was doing it. He was. Phil Jackson took him out because he's like the game was over. Yeah, and he was so pissed because he wanted to get that hundred. Wanted to but, get the hundred. You know.
1: I know that it, it, it's happened in college this year. Somebody scored 100 points in a college game. Yeah. Year. I just saw that, yeah.
3: I remember that happening in, like, Grinnell College in the 90s. Yeah, you know, Grinnell. Some,
1: yeah. yeah, there you go. Very famous basketball. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's a hell of a sport, and it gets. It, it's unfortunate. Uh, our college stand, they did beat Ohio State, though. I mean, ranked number three in the nation. They beat Ohio State. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, so it,
3: they'll probably be ranked after that.
1: Okay, they're 5-5, five five though. So oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> think so for them, that's five.
3: their that's their championship game. But see, no I grew what.
1: up being a huge Gopher basketball fan. Because, yeah. again, we didn't have a professional team here. I was a Hawkeye, so we, oh, and yeah, we still yeah. don't have a professional team.
3: But I grew up watching no. B.J. Armstrong and Roy Marble and Kevin, yeah. Kevin Gamble. We, had, we were good back then. And uh, that, so I thought I, my first year of basketball, we were number one. I was like, oh, this is going to be the best. And whew, not <laughs> we <laughs> Not. got to be number two like four years ago I think we got up to number two and I was like finally for the first time in 30 and then we lost like nine in a row oh, it's yeah. the most Iowa thing ever so yeah I just give up hope
1: hey you know what I was shocked I got to be on moving on to a different sport here but I was shocked when when the Vikings missed that extra point on on uh, Sunday that shocks you I thought here it comes here it this is a Viking collapse they're gonna lose yeah. to a horrible team on the road. But then they just kicked their ass. It was unbelievable. Right. I don't like that first touchdown extra point being missed. That's yeah. never a good sign. Nine. What's their record time? now? Uh they're they're not what are they? Let's see. The the they're ten and four and the Packers are eleven and three.
3: You always gotta temper your enthusiasm with the Vikings. Yes, you do. But I think that helps. I've learned finally.
1: <laughs> I finally learned to not count on my queens as. They say.
3: But at least the Vikings, you know, there's all this disappointment and sadness. But at least there's a lot of good teams to look back on. You know. Oh yeah. No. You know, it's not. not lot it's lot not like they're the the Clippers of the. Well, not the Clippers now, but you know, like they're not, yeah. They're not a joke. Decade in, decade out.
1: You mean like both teams in LA? Yeah. Holy Christ! The Rams and Chargers are horrible. Yeah. Now, the Rams looked like they're going to be better, and then of course they got massacred this past. What was it, the Cowboys beat them? I think yeah. I can't remember. But um, I don't know. Being a being a Minnesota sports fan is not easy, man. Twins. It's been and I, that's funny because I was talking to you know Andy's sister, Alex, who just turned thirty. Uh, well, she'll, she'll be thirty one in February, right? So I'm talking to her, and she goes, God, the Vikings, every year they collapse. They lost another one this year, and, I, you know, this was last year I'm talking to her, right? Said, yeah, to tell you the truth, you got your Timberwolves, got your Wild. These are two teams that spend a lot of money but can't win. You got your Vikings. They never seem to be able to get there. Well, but at least we had the Twins in 87 and 91, and she said, I was eight months old in 91. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, never mind. Never mind about the twins being good in 1991.
3: I remember watching that game. I was in Northern Iowa, where Iowa just. If we don't have a team, which we don't, we just blend into whatever state's closest.
1: Yeah. So northern yeah. Iowa
3: is all Minnesota stuff. Yeah. Eastern yeah. Ohio or Eastern Iowa is uh, the Cubs
1: because oh you yeah, always have been. It's not very white, soxy. but always uh, have been. they have always been Cub fans yeah. there. Well, I think that they, they had a minor league team there forever.
3: Yeah, the Iowa Cub. Cubs. Still the Iowa do. Cubs. They yeah. still do. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. Kerry Woods played there. You yeah, know, right. I think he was rehabbing or something like that.
1: God, those those games are fun. I used mm-hmm. you know when I was working at Capitol Records, I used to drive around the, you know the countryside quite a bit, and going to those games was so much fun. It was unbelievable. Yeah. God, it was a great time.
3: Do you know that they're doing, uh, they're making, a, they're going to have the first pro game in Iowa at regulation season at the Field of
1: Dreams? I did hear that. Yeah. Yep, I it's did like hear 8, that.
3: It's like 8,000-seater, so it's not huge, but you have to walk through the corn
1: to get <laughs> oh, to it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah, walk through I'd it. love that. Yeah. I would love to do that. We got about a minute left, so I want to hear about the the uh, show tonight and the tickets and the path, all the stuff.
3: Yeah, it's, it's Wednesday, so it's uh, December 18th. Uh, oh, it's tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then it's uh, for, for four seats or more, uh, you put in the online Brody HOC, B-R-O-D-Y-H-O-C, all one word, and you get 50% off for more That's tickets. phenomenal. Yeah, and so bring your... Bring your company party out. It's going to be, like, we're going to tailor it to, like, stuff that you could bring your office people to. It still be really funny. Yeah. Have a good time. And, uh, yeah. And go to my, uh, if you go to my website, mikebrody.com, I have links to, like, my YouTube channel that has uh, all my vlogs with behind the scenes. And subscribe. That would right. be nice.
1: No, I tell you, I- I've noticed, because we've had comedians on the morning show for 34 years now, right? Mm. A lot of guys are working much cleaner now. Why do you think that happened?
3: I think that there, well, there is a there's a whole special like I have a dry bar comedy special that's mm-hmm. all clean, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. it just reaches more people. And I mean, I I think funny is funny. I don't. It's not a moral thing for me. I just think you know I can write this joke like on the cruise. You have to do a dirty show. It's easier. I can take those clean jokes and dirty them up. I can. it's yeah. not that, yeah, it's not that hard. Yep. Yep. But like when you have a dirty joke and then suddenly you have to do a G rated with it. You go, yo, man, I have to neuter this thing and tear it apart. And it's, yeah, it's a lot harder to go that way than it is the other. I
1: can see. And that.
3: I think it's just. I mean, if you want to do late-night TV, I mean, it depends on which one you're on, but you have to be relatively clean. Right. So I think it's just a muscle that it, it's good to have instead of last-minute struggling to get it all together. So,
1: Well, always a pleasure to see you. Merry Christmas. Thank Happy you, Merry New Christmas. Year. All the best tomorrow night at the House of Comedy. Mike Brody, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.